feel nothing, then, then, then what is it? And now you're right, bro. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, and now I'm really stuck. And this junk has got me mad. Talk about fuck up some commas. Nah, I wasn't. That was that was another hit. That was see. These are songs I heard later. Like I heard them too. But trap niggas. Yes. Trap niggas. Trap niggas. Bruh. I was yo, bro. I was in. I was in Brooklyn. They played that shit on Hot 97. Flex played that shit. I say, yo, what the fuck? This song crazy tough. And I remember pulling up to my man's spot and I was blasting that. He said, yo, what are you listening to? I said, yo, this nigga Future? This shit's hard. I don't really listen to this shit like that. But this one? This is hard. And they still was like, turn that shit off, man. I ain't listen to this shit. But you got to think, like, a lot of my generation, not my generation, my generation, the bridge generation, we tend to, we 85 babies, like J. Cole say. We tend to be able to blend it to both generations. Like, my brother generation... Like your brother generation, they definitely still listen to Mob Deep. Mob Deep, Mob and Deep, Onyx. Onyx. They might not go as far as Onyx, but they definitely listening to CNN. Well, I know my brother listen to. Oh yeah, because he's still listening to <laughs> Back to Fuck Up album, bro. Like you know, what I mean? he listening to you got like niggas is still listening to War Report, like Nori before the podcast. You know what I mean? Like so, like we come from a generation, like my generation, we were. We were DMX babies, like, everything about us was purely, like, raw essence of, like, gangster, not even gangster rap, like, that's what white media was calling rap, when rappers was being aggressive, I guess that, or just expressing masculine nature, but if you sung on a track back in the day, you was trash, bro. <laughs> you was trash, like, nobody sung on tracks, you got an R&B artist to sing on a track. Nigga. You know what I mean? And then the artist had to be hard. Like, you didn't... For Mad Log, if you ain't have Mary on your track, you was looked that crazy. They wasn't... Like, Mary J. Blige was the runaway girl. Like, that's why she was on everybody's songs. Because she was the only female R&B singer that kind of, like, had that nature that she can be in a room with a, with a, with a rapper from the 90s. Because rappers from the 90s, bro... Man, I heard a story about Wu. Where they put, nobody knew who Wu Tang was. Nobody knew it was a group. It was like, yo, this group coming out of Shaolin or Staten Island. And it was mad at them. But this is the day you didn't have pictures. Like, you didn't have um, ways to take photos of people. There was no photo shoots. People just rapped. And they put out that protection neck. And everybody was her protection neck through the city. And nobody knew who this group was. But it was so tough because it was mad people just. Still to this day, when you hear protect your neck, you're like, Everybody just rhyming like, at the like same level. Everybody's verse. Every, and then when you hear Wu talk about when they did protect your neck or any of those posse, because they were just straight rapping to one up the next rapper. Like on some freestyle. Sidebar, bro. Yeah. Definitely miss the good posse cuts, man. What? Yeah, we don't get them shit. You don't. Like, you just. And po- good posse cuts where you're rapping to one them up. Like, I want to be better than the next one. I want to be better than the next one. Because now you'll get, like, these features. And you might hear a, a little Wayne feature and be like, yo, Wayne killed it. Because that's how everybody now, Wayne is the level of killed it when it comes to, like, popular rap. Um, but when they, they was talking about Wu, like, you around the Wu shit, and they said Wu, they couldn't, they didn't know who Wu was, so this dude just drew, drew cartoons of them. 
like, because they knew their names. So they were like, I'm going to draw the cartoon. I think it was in a Source magazine or something. And, um, and this is the 90s for you, bruh. And I, I think it was Master Killer. They saw the cover of Source with Wu-Tang. And it was like, protect your neck when they opened up the thing. And it was all these cartoon characters, like Ghostface Killer. And it was like a dude with a, like, with a mask on and shit. It was like all cartoons. Because they didn't know what they looked like. And <laughs> they said Master Killer went down to the, went to the, I guess it was the location of where the, where the, uh, where the, where the, where the, um, where the source headquarters was at the time. And he saw, he knew the dude because the dude's name was, uh, wrote the article. He said he walked up to the dude who was like, yo, you wrote this shit? Dude was like, yeah, and he just punched the nigga in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> said, nigga, who say no fucking cartoon characters, nigga? It's like, but that's the nineties, bro. Yeah, like era. different the era. Niggas, niggas shot up the source. Yeah, people, like different. The, like the nineties, like it's almost like the nineties was a violent. Was era. a like people, were, but it wasn't vi- like this era. People would be violent. People would be killing everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like You're the drill rappers all talk about killing each other. But the nineties was almost like nah, niggas ain't need no guns. Like I don't need no team with me. I don't need all that. Like to to go punch a nigga in the mouth. You know what I mean? Like, nowadays, like, rappers be doing all this. And it's for a bit like this for a while, bro. You need to prove a point. You got to have a team. It's almost like the concept because we have the internet. You can be behind the screen. You got to have a team with you. And you got to make you look real big with that team. It's so such a coward move. Like it's like the dude that's about to fight somebody and he's waiting for people to hold him back. Like, <laughs> bruh. That's how I be feeling a lot of hip hop artists now. But like, yo, bruh, you're not even about that life. You just saying it because you're behind the screen. You're not even gonna do this. Yeah, and you're you not got no instant repercussions. You're, yeah, you're not even a killer, bro. You're, you're what they say. You're just typing in your mom's basement, bro. Yeah. Like that's but it's that's the problem. Like trigger to the Twitter. Yeah, that's why I know, like, these... I knew when I was a kid, my pops would say, that music ain't gonna age well. And almost in a weird way, I feel like... Hip-hop, Puffy. If it wasn't for Puffy, hip-hop probably wouldn't have aged well. You just got to get Puffy's props, man. Yeah, you needed that transition, bro. Puffy made sure it did. Puffy, after Biggie died, said he did not like how hip-hop was going. He said that hip-hop was just... It was, after Biggie and Pop, it was like hip-hop was just straight... It was just going... It was going to end up dying out, and it was just bad. Everything about it was not good music. There was not music you could play at funerals. Not funerals, but... There was not music you play at weddings. There was not music you play at birthdays. Bar mitzvahs. It was not music like that. And Puffy said, I'm going to make music like that because I need music to last forever. And he had the whole shiny suit movement. Which, were, in a hindsight, we needed the shiny suit movement because we we also needed the reaction to the shiny suit movement to give us the DMXs for hip-hop to flip back around. And we needed the boom-bap sound to come back to give us the most deaths and Talib Kweli's or the, or the, or the Eminem's. Or the exhibits, or like all the artists that come out of that sound of trying to, the the what is it the um the hip hop shop in Detroit, which was one that was doing a lot of freestyling, 
um, the Lyricist Lounge or the Washington Square Park out in New York. And then I think in L.A. it was, um, uh, was it Freestyle Fellowship? It was one of those juice bars they were doing that. And they would do, and this is with all the sounds that the late 90s artists, the 2000s, we don't talk about a lot about, but they were giving us that sound. The MF Dooms finally getting recognized for who he, who he was coming out in the late 90s, but, but rapping for so long in the 80s. You know, with KMD, but when we look at like even DMX rapping so late in the '90s, '80s, DMX was a rapper for mad long, and then he was not able to blow to the late '90s because that void of hip hop where you needed the realness of hip hop, and that's what happens. Like hip hop will have a void, and the void will come out, and then that's where you'll see a change. I think that's kind of the issue today, and not even try to sound like no old nigga, but. I think it's so microwave now, like nothing's really sustainable. Like, so when you do see someone catch something and they stick around for a while, you give them credit because it's a tough era to be sustained because everyone kind of sounds similar or everyone's trying to get the same sound, you know? Um, so I get you give credit to the people that kind of can separate because it's hard. I've seen so many new artists come out, it's just like, yo, it's little this, little that. And they be here and they be gone. And I know that, you know, that always happened. There's always been one hit wonders and shit like that. But it's like, you know, ain't nothing. I don't know. Did uh, till the, I guess till this Drake shit, there wasn't no number one nothing on the billboard. Yo, it's for, it's, for, it's, for the first it, time in mad long. And, and there's a reason for that. I'm going to be honest. See, not, this, not that we give a lot of, you know, credit to billboard and Grammys and shit, but that should nah, still mean it. something to a little to a degree. This is the re- I'm gonna tell you the truth, and people probably don't want to hear it, and it sucks because it's this way. Yo, hip hop is a masculine form of music, bro. It is like that's what it is. When we were growing up, music, hip hop, R and B was women loved R and B, men loved hip hop, like rap, right? So it, it, we did go, we did dibble and dabble in both sides. There were singers, like. Our father's generations and our mother's generation, there was no hip-hop, so everybody was singers. That's where music, the sound of singing and then disco and house and all this stuff was happening. People wanted to have a good time. So, yeah, I'm not talking about, I know the Isley Brothers and, and the Delphonics, and there's great groups that came out at different times prior to hip-hop. But when hip-hop came, it was pure music, the roads that grow from the concrete, you, the, the voice of the voiceless. Hip hop was the sound that people would fight against the the structure of music, right? right. And that's what and a I, lot. And now, what I, I I would catch you on that because based on that, how can you say that one certain era is real hip hop? At, at the end of the day, hip hop is about your freedom of expression. Well, that's what Diddy needed to go in the shiny suits. That's freedom of expression. Well, you can't I say it's not hip hop. I think when the foundation of what it is, it was a it was I'd a rather, fight. Like you say, it's the foundational hip hop or the original hip hop. I, I well, would say that. Well, like yeah, because every hip hop was storytelling. So storytelling is going to tell you like, okay, I can. We all have our own story. We all going to tell our own story. The exploitation of hip hop, where labels could come in and say, okay, we're going to give you a lot of money. Just say this. And only say this because that's what your voice... Like, N.W.A. was the first group where you saw labels really, like, really controlling the strings of what hip-hop was supposed to sound like. 
and only really putting out like this negative aspect of what the music should be. And then you get groups like Two Live Crew that's like exploiting women. Like, okay, just show women shaking their ass because that's what we need. The that's the sound that people want to hear. But it's like, yo, prior to that. All the women was not doing that shit. They, MC Lights, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, none of them was shaking their ass on the thing. The closest you got was Salt and Pepper, right? So you get a different sound that's coming out of that music to the music that changes in, in the 90s. And then as time grows on, it gradually keeps changing. The reason I say I go to, I always lean towards the foundational because I love the foundational hip hop because it was the hip hop, but when. Uh, Melly Mel made and Grandmaster Flash made the message. Prior to the message, hip hop was trying to follow disco. It was just like Curtis Blow, these the breaks, like you know, like songs like that. And Houdini, yeah, like it, it was just only trying to be a party song, and it was nothing wrong with it. They were just trying to, you know, Coker's Brothers, like you, they were trying to make a music that was gonna be able to be able to be played in the club because all the disco clubs was closing. And the hip hop started taking over those clubs. And when Melly Mel and Grandmaster Flash made the message, they basically was like, yo, I can't just make music like this. I need to show what's really happening in the Bronx. And this is what it is. They showed a video and the world never didn't even know Americans could live like this. All the build people living in burnt down buildings, there was no school, there like gangs running everything. It looked crazy. They're like a third world country, developing nation in America. And that was the vision that Melly Mel gave the world. And then from that point on, the message allowed other artists to come out and tell their story about what was happening in their environments. Not because they wanted, like if you listen to music that happened in the 80s, hip hop was never telling you a story without any you, giving you the result of why you should do it. You listen to any, listen to, the most famous story storytelling song of all time, uh, Slick Rick's children's story. At the end of the song, he says. This